Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, there is so much going on in this world. So every day, we're, we're just so full of news. Uh, and it scares me. It worries me because the, the winds of war are, are out there. Uh, other things are happening. But yet we don't hear about everything that's happening. Now, I don't know if this is intentional uh, because some people, maybe the media and the government, don't want us to know, uh, or there just isn't room because a fellow like Jamel Khashoggi is more important than what's going on here in this country. I don't know. What's the man saying? Here's what I'm saying. What's happening with Hurricane Michael? We don't hear anything about Michael. The hurricane was what, two weeks, two and a half weeks ago? The silence is deafening. The media, it's not in the paper, it's not in the radio, it's not on television. It's hard to find any news about Michael. One of the worst hurricanes to ever hit the continental United States, and we don't hear about it. The panhandle, the bend, northern Florida, Georgia, the Carolinas, destruction, especially in the panhandle, total communities, small, but total communities, totally wiped out, absolutely totally wiped out, yet the media is silent, and FEMA is silent too. Now, this I really don't understand, because FEMA is a governmental agency, and they want the world to know they're doing good. We don't hear anything about what they're doing. Are they do- I'm, I'm sure they got people there. I'm sure they got pe- thousands of people there. I'm sure they're bringing water and food in. But nowhere near enough. It's got to be that way. They're not getting the job done, I suspect. Because if they were, there would be news releases every day. We dump, you know, we fed 1,500 here. We fed 3,500 in this community, et cetera, et cetera. We brought in so many trailers, so many tents, set up so many temporary cities. We don't hear I mean, I was here for Irma. We heard a lot about Irma. We thought Irma was big. Irma was kid stuff compared to this. But they're not publicizing it. There has to be a reason for it. Now, I'll tell you who is helping, and this is what you do pick up on, are people, volunteers. Even from the lower keys here and from Key West, almost every day we have a truckload of supplies, sometimes two truckloads of supplies, big truckloads of supplies, all donated, and money, Okay truck the other day brought up $10,000 in cash besides all the food and the water and everything else. And they go up there, and the volunteers go two, three, four days, these people, to work up there to help before they come home. Now, we are hearing, we are hearing about Michael when it comes to the volunteers and how they're helping so much. But we hear nothing about FEMA, okay? (laughs) And we even hear very little about the volunteers that are helping. Did you know? Did you know that as of today, there are still 928 people unaccounted for in the panhandle? 928 souls not found yet, probably dead. Can't Their bodies aren't found. They're totally unaccounted for. How can it be? That's a lot. They should have found them by now. Okay? They're not, they're not feeding them enough. They're not giving them enough water. And they're not finding the bodies. What the hell are they doing? 
The government is going to let us down, or are presently letting us down up there. I've said from the beginning, before uh, Michael hit, we don't have enough money. I know Trump said, oh, we're going to take care of this. Don't worry about it. And he also said, we have enough money. These are big disasters that occur today. I don't know why we're not hearing enough, but we're not hearing it, and I blame the media also. And the other thing is the stress, the mental stress on the people that are up there that don't have homes, don't have toilets, okay? There's no sewage hooked up. Uh, They don't have access to food every day. They don't have enough water. They don't have power. They don't have power. They don't have homes. Many of them have no homes at all. (coughs) Excuse me. Flat to the ground. (coughs) I don't know. We should be hearing. We're not hearing. Something isn't right. Let's talk about Jamal now Kashagi. Uh, this poor guy, he, they did a number on him. I mean, they take him in, they kill him, they dismember him. Uh, these people don't screw around over there. These Arabs are bad that live over there. I'm not saying the Arabs in this country. The, the people who live over in the Middle East uh, live by a different set of rules, a different course of conduct. Okay, so I'm going to hit on a couple of things here. The president of Turkey today was on on international television and he said you know this is here's what they did and one of the things they did following killing the guy they took his clothes and put it on another man that was supposed to look like him and had him walk out of the embassy guess what they they really looked at this video of him walking out of the embassy and he wasn't wearing Jamel's shoes <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh about this poor man's dead, but they forgot to change the shoes. And because of that, they know that this was a setup. This had not occurred. This was not the man. It was part of a pre-planned situation to cover their asses, okay? Uh, Now, Saudi Arabia doesn't look too good in this whole thing, okay? They look pretty bad. And... You know what it's going to end up, and this bothers me. I see Donald Trump and Saudi Arabia standing together in the final analysis on this thing. I don't care what Trump said today. Uh, This is Donald Trump. He loves Saudi Arabia. He danced with them. He waved the sword. They put a big gold chain around his neck. They flashed videos 20 feet high, uh, 10 feet wide, on buildings that he drove by in an open car, and the people were cheering him from the sidewalks. <coughs> so things aren't going good, and the they're going to look bad. There's no question about it, uh, Saudi Arabia. But what's Donald Trump going to do, and how good or bad is Donald going to look? Now, let's talk about two things, two reactions so far with regard to uh, the killing of this man, the dismembering of this man, the brutality imposed upon this man. Germany, Germany, you know, Trump says, hey, I got $110 billion, the United States, contracts for military equipment, okay? Uh, and I'm not going to lose those jobs. That $110 billion means jobs for Raytheon, jobs for Boeing, jobs for General Electric. We can't lose those jobs, even though we're going to punish them if we found out it is Saudi Arabia that's responsible. But I'm not going to lose jobs. Well, let me tell you one thing. We don't have $110 billion in contracts with the Saudis. What happens is we have what they call memos of intent or letters of intent. 
And some of these go back to Obama. At different times, the Saudis would say to the United States, we want to do X number of dollars of business with you. We need 35 types of this fighter. And they sign a letter of intent, but it's no good till there's a contract. And sometimes the contracts don't come for several years, and sometimes those contracts don't come at all. I think I read there's 11 and a half, uh, something like $11.5 billion in actual contracts. There's not $110 billion. Now, that's the way it all started out. Then, yesterday or the day before, Trump says, no, we haven't got $110 billion in military contracts. We have $450 billion in contracts for military equipment. Now, where did this come from? And I'll tell you where it came from. Germany announced the day before the president said we had $450 billion now. Germany has $477 billion. Same thing, to ship arms, to produce arms and ship them to Saudi Arabia. Germany immediately announced, their class act, that they were punishing immediately Saudi Arabia and that the future arms sales were put on hold and probably would never be manufactured and shipped to Saudi Arabia in punishment. They would await the results of the investigation, but if they were responsible, Saudi Arabia, that was the end of it. Not once did Angela Merkel mention, look at all the jobs for $477 billion. We can't lose these jobs. She did a class act. She showed character. She showed morality, which Trump doesn't show and we aren't showing at this stage. Let me say something else about this. Trump said, you know, when it was $110 billion, that's 600,000 jobs. Now, I'm not an expert on these things, but that number seems doesn't make sense to me, 600,000 jobs. Now when he upped it to $450 billion, guess what he says? That's over a million jobs. I think I, the guy, I don't want to say he plays with himself, he plays with his mind. He just says things. He does not know what he's saying. He does not think before he speaks. He thinks everybody believes his lies. He is bullshitting not only we, the people of the United States, but the world. Now, let's go to other foreigners, people who are invested in the in Saudi Arabian stocks, in the stock market. By the 18th of October, October 18th, five days ago, in the one week leading up to October 18th, Foreign investors sold $1.1 billion of Saudi stocks on the market. Biggest sell-off since 2015 of Saudi stocks. The people don't think they want to protect their money, but also some of them, I have to believe, did it in punishment of what Saudi Arabia did. Now I want to talk about uh, Trump again. He said, today that this is, and I quote, the worst cover-up ever, worst cover-up ever. He It could be. Oh, it is. This, not only is it the worst, it's the stupidest. Okay? <laughs> They're getting caught all over the place, Saudi Arabia. This shows no act of brilliancy on their part. This is the country that has dominated oil for, for like, like 20, 30, 40 years. They are the ones who gave us $4 a gallon gasoline. 
15 of the 19 people involved with the Twin Towers going down on 9-11 were citizens of Saudi Arabia, our friends. They've never been our friends. Uh, but yet, they, 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 uh, they're the gang that could not shoot straight. I'm smiling and laughing a little bit. They are the gang that could not shoot straight with the way they handled this whole thing. <laughs> Excuse me. I want to stay with Trump for a minute again. I want to talk about what he's been chatting and sharing with us the last day or two. He's going to have a 10% tax cut for the middle class by November 1st. A 10% tax cut for the middle class. Well, let's remember, he had a tax bill passed last year that was supposed to give a significant tax savings to the middle class and increase their paycheck every week. It did nothing for a, a, a tax benefit for the middle class. Uh, nobody's taking home more money than they did before, not significant dollars in any way. And the only ones that benefited from the tax class were the very rich. Recognize, my friends, that this new tax bill, this new tax bill just increased our national debt by $1 trillion dollars where he gave the rich all these tax cuts, the corporations and the 1% increased our national debt by $1 trillion. The Republicans who were always concerned about the national debt just blew it up by $1 million in less than a year. <coughs> Excuse me again. Um, now, what Trump doesn't understand is Congress is not in session. You need the House of Representatives to get a tax bill through. They're out campaigning. They ain't going to be back there by November 1st. They're not going back till after the election. I don't know when they go back after that. Uh, that's number one. Number two, there has to be a bill drawn up introduced. Trump says he's, today, he finally, somebody must have told him, you can't do it the way you want to do You can't sign a piece of paper. He's going to introduce a resolution, he said, asking them, inviting them to do this. And then they will do it later on. It takes months. It takes months to get a tax bill drawn. It takes months to get a tax bill agreed to by everyone. It takes months to get a tax bill passed. Good luck. It ain't going to happen. He's bullshitting the middle class. He needs their votes with the November 6th election coming up. Let's talk about migration, immigration, migration, this caravan thing. Uh, I don't understand. Let me say this first. How big is it? It started off as 4,000. Then it dropped to 2,000. People coming from Guatemala and Honduras. Then it went, no, I'm not thousands, I'm sorry. Millions millions or thousands here. Ho, 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 you look, thousand. It was two, 4,000, then it was 2,000. Uh, then it went to five. Now it's up to 7,000. Uh, what, what bothers me uh, is they're walking. These people are walking 2,000 miles. Mother, father, babies, teenagers, young kids, they're walking. They're walking 2,000 miles, okay, to reach the glory, uh, the quality of life they assume are waiting for them here in the United States. Uh, he says a lot of bad people and they're terrorists and something gangsters coming in. He says go in the middle of those groups, you'll see it. Well, why doesn't he go and have some pictures taken, okay? I, I say any people who are willing to march that walk 2,000 miles, okay, 2,000 miles, 
not knowing if they can make it into the United States, not knowing if the United States is going to let them in. But no, it is a better life for them. They are escaping brutality, gangs in these countries that would kill them ultimately and kill their children if their children don't join up with them at a very young age. They're trying to save their kids, and they're trying to save themselves. Uh, They're refugees. We should open our doors to them. I'm sorry. We should open our doors to them and put them through. If they're eligible to come in on refugee status, do it. Don't do it the way Donald Trump said. I'm going to take the babies away. If I take the kids away, then the parents will stop doing this. It didn't work. It's nothing but cruelty he imposed on them there. There was a woman. They're on a bridge. You saw the pictures. A lot of them are on a bridge. They're stuck on the bridge between Guatemala and Mexico. Somehow a bunch got stuck on this bridge. They can't go back. They can't go forward. And a woman was crying. She was kneeling uh, on the ground, clutching her 11-month-old infant to her breast. The baby had a fever. It had rained all night. The baby was bare-assed. There were no diapers. Can you imagine? The president and Pompeo say there's no crisis, absolutely no crisis. Uh, But, no, I'm sorry, they say there is a crisis. I don't believe there's a crisis. I believe these guys manufacture this crisis in their heads for political reasons. Elizabeth Oglesby, she is a professor at the University of Arizona Center for Latin American Studies, and she said, and she's an expert on this stuff, there is no crisis. There is no immigration crisis. There's no border crisis, in fact. She and many of the immigration experts have said that immigration is at the lowest ebb ever, is at the lowest percentage in years, okay? It's at a 40-year low. It's not as Trump tells us, because he lies to us. And what bothers me is half the people in this country believe him. Can't, he's, not, he's not the Messiah. He's not the great white hope. He's not going to come across for us, folks. He is hurting us. He is destroying us. And I feel badly that half the people have put their hope in him. All right, now... Bing, 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 bing. I'm checking my notes here. All right. The treaty with Russia, the nuclear treaty with Russia. This is horrible. Uh, Trump announced, what, yesterday or the day before, two days ago, that he was going to walk away from the nuclear treaty that we entered into with Russia in 1987, which limits the amount of short and medium range nuclear missiles, weapons that can be produced. Very important. Uh, Because, you see, uh, if Russia can produce as many as they want, Russia is so big and they're near next to so many countries in Europe, they can hit those countries with these uh, short range and medium range uh, missiles. Here in the United States, it does us no good. Those missiles, for us, only have a range into the ocean. What good is it going to do? Do you follow what I'm saying? Anyhow, what I, I'm going to make a funny here, but I think what Trump should have done, because he says they're, they're, breaking, they're breaking the agreement anyhow. They're cheating. Well, Putin cheats all the time. Look what he did to the Ukraine. He cheats all the time. Uh, but Putin is Trump's friend, or so Trump tells us. And, you know, with the uh, hacking, uh, the interference with our election in 2016, Trump says, I asked Putin, he asked him twice, 
two different times. Did you do that? Did you hack our election, get involved in it? And he says, Putin said he didn't. And I believe him. Why shouldn't I believe him? Well, the simplest thing with regard to the nuclear treaty and whether they're cheating or not, Trump should have asked Putin, uh, are you cheating? And then Trump, uh, Putin would have said to him, no. And he could give the same response as he gave with regard to the election. I believe him. But no, we're going to break the nuclear treaty. Okay? Not smart. Not smart at all. Now, leading the war for him on this thing is John Bolton. John Bolton went over to Russia two days ago to meet with, the, uh, with Putin and others. Bolton is a warmonger. This man lives to go to war. This man, most presidents in the past have avoided him. Trump loves him because he, doesn't, he wants us to get out of all agreements and be prepared to go to war with everybody. And when they step on our toes... Let's drop a bomb on them. This guy is dangerous, and he sits at the right hand of God in the United States today. <clears throat> now, we're going to have, I don't see us going to war with Russia, okay, if it's just the United States against Russia, because we outclass them, we out-military equipment them, we out-number of soldiers them. We've got more than ever. We are so superior to them militarily, they can't stand up to them. You don't believe me, go on the Internet and look at some of their carriers. They are pre-World War II vintage. You will be shocked when you look at how the carriers are formed and built. The only thing they have militarily, besides nuclear weapons they've always had, is submarines. They built a new submarine fleet in the last two or three years that can shoot missiles far, that can reach our shores now with nuclear warheads. Uh, now, I don't think we have a war with Russia unless China and Russia get together, which probably could be the case, would be the case, because China and Russia are entering into all kinds of economic agreements to the benefit of both of them to the detriment of the United States. This treaty was entered into, as I said earlier, in 1987 between Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev, the president of the Soviet Union. And what did Reagan say at the time? Trust but verify. And I assume we've been verifying. Now, Trump says they're deviating, they're cheating. Well, if they were cheating, this is the first time we're hearing about it in the last week or two because he wants to break the agreement. I also saw today before I sat down here that Trump has announced that he's going to visit with Putin somewhere. I don't know if it's in Moscow or some other country. Soon they've agreed to sit down and talk. I want to talk Mikhail Gorbachev. He was the man who was the last president of the Soviet Union. Uh, he, he's the one that broke up the Soviet Union, and he did what he and his, you know his Congress, whatever they're called, they did the right thing for what they thought Russia and the Russian countries. Uh, at the time, and I think they were correct. He, he, he was a man of courage. He's a man of foresight, uh, and basically, he was a good man. He wasn't typical of the Russian presidents who preceded him in the Russia. He wasn't a Joseph Stalin. He wasn't a Khrushchev, and people like that. Now, Mike Mikhail Gorbachev is still alive, and he's been asked. He was asked what and told what Trump did, and here's what he responded. Here's what he felt about Trump saying, I'm going to break up the nuclear treaty. Let me say this first, too. Trump can't break the treaty. The United Senate has to break it. They voted for it. They have to vote to break it. He's going to do all this on his own. He can't do some things. This man doesn't know how this country is run, but put that aside. Gorbachev said, 
Trump's nuclear treaty withdrawal is, and I quote, not the work of a great mind. That's what he thinks of Donald Trump, not the work of a great mind. He also said, and I quote, do they really not understand in Washington what this can lead to? And he also said, and I quote, all agreements aimed at nuclear disarmament and the limitation of nuclear weapons must be preserved, must be preserved for the sake of life on Earth. That man sees and knows how bad it would be to have a nuclear war. We shouldn't even get close to having a nuclear war because some nut, some nut will, will cause the war to occur. It could be Donald Trump. We don't know. He's a nut. It could be Putin. He's crazy. We don't know. In fact, all the dictators in the world today are crazy people, and most of all, all of them, I think, except one, have nuclear weapons today. You don't know who's going to light the match and cause the fire, cause caused a very, very big fire and killed millions of people, and that is not an exaggeration. Uh, right. Now, Trump sets a good standard for how we should conduct ourselves in our daily lives. Uh, I, I love the fact that our children see this man. He is the president of the United States, and all the terrible things he does, like he lies constantly, uh, his track record with women and the things he has said and done. Well, some male adults also would like to do what Donald Trump did. There was a flight over the weekend from, to Albuquerque, New Mexico, from Houston to Albuquerque. Uh, a man was sitting behind a woman. The man was 49 years old. She fell asleep 20 minutes into the flight. All of a sudden, she felt somebody grabbing her breast. She wakes up. This guy somehow has his arm around the chair or something. He's playing with her breast. She says, what are you doing? Stop this. Instead, he continues, and he puts his hand inside her dress and gets into her bare breast. All right? She calls the stewardess. Give me a new seat and complains. The man got arrested when he got off the plane in Albuquerque. Obviously, he should be arrested. Uh... I'm not laughing, but uh, he did this twice, once while she was sleeping, once while she was awake. He said to the police officers, and I quote, the president of the United States says it's okay to grab women by their private parts. The president of the United States, this man's 49 years old, he justifies his conduct. Remember that video that came out during the presidential campaign? Trump got off a plane and said, grab them by their pussy, if you'll excuse me, and the language I'm using, they'll do it. you can do anything with them, okay? And he says, Trump says it's okay to grab them by the pussy, quote, unquote. And this man was motivated by his president to do such a thing. I want to talk about asexuality now. I never heard of asexuality till 24 hours ago. I, I know that when it comes to sexuality, there are several different kinds of sexuality. We have heterosexuals. We have homosexuals. We have lesbians. We have bisexuals. Transgenders. I never heard, I'm an old man, but I didn't get into this stuff, I guess. I never heard of a transgender till gay marriages were approved by the Supreme Court. Almost immediately came the movement uh, to help and protect transgenders. And I think they need help when they became aware of what their problems were and so forth. And they are a significant part of our society and they do need protection and assistance. <clears throat> now comes asexuals. This week, from November, October 21 to October 27, 
is National Asexuality Awareness Week. Now, what is an asexual? Because I'm learning just as I'm sharing. An asexual person is a person who does not express, does not experience sexual attraction. An asexual person is a person who does not experience sexual attraction. They're not celibates. And it's not a question of choice, just like some people are gay or some people are lesbian, some people are homosexuals, because intrinsically, they were born this way. That's what they are. And asexuality, they're born with that. And it just means that they're not attracted to to the other sex or the same sex. They have no sex drive. They say 1% of the world's population is asexual. Some experts, uh, sexual experts say there are more. Uh, most are women. In fact, it is, it is reported that 70% of the asexuals in the world are women. That, that is the show for this week, my friends. I hope you enjoyed. I thank you again for joining me. Uh, I do Key West Lou Live every day on Facebook, two or three minutes, the same thing here, but it's just one item. Join me, Key West Lou Live video on Facebook. Other than that, thank you again for joining me. I look forward to sharing some thoughts with you again next week.